Welcome to this week's podcast. My guest on Facing the Canon is Kate Patterson with a message of hope. Kate Patterson, welcome to Facing the Canon. Thank you. So lovely to be with you, Jay John. Oh, delighted to have you. Now, we go back years. I mean, I, I've known your parents for a long, long time. And I think we first had a connection when you were a little teeny bopper teenager. Really, really significant connection at that point. I'd be yeah. quite grateful if you don't give too many details about <laughs> yes. what I was like as a teenager. But actually, it's very special to be yeah. on here and think that when I was 14 at a camp, I remember this very, very young evangelist. Yes sharing about the cross and I, I that was such a key moment in my life and I suddenly I think that that was a turning point where I thought Jesus has done this for me yes so I, I have an enduring oh. debt of gratitude well, to I'm, you Jay John. Hey I'm thrilled that I'm a teeny little link in the yeah. chain in your uh, journey of faith. Um, you grew up a little went to Oxford Yes, what again, you, quite a long time ago. Yeah, what did you study there? <laughs> I studied English. And yeah. then after that, what did you do? Um, so a, a variety of things uh, landed with um, being involved in church leadership. So yes. uh, my husband Trevor and I were involved in leading a church in Richmond. Yeah, for, where did you meet your husband? We actually met in Kenya, which is where I was born yeah. as well. And Trevor was teaching out in Kenya, so I had to go a little way to find him, but yes. it was worth it. Yeah. Oh, so how did you end up in Kenya? What were your parents doing? So my parents had been missionaries in Nakuru in Kenya um, when I was a child and amazingly part of the whole East African revival. Yes. Very exciting time out there. But they came back here and then my dad was a vicar yeah. in Twickenham. Yeah. And then you and your husband, your husband was a, a, a vicar in Richmond. Uh, how many years were you there? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, 25. 25, quite, nearly, yes. nearly 25. Yes. Yeah. And then there was one, what we may say, winter day. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us what happened on that day? Uh, so that was nearly three years ago now. Um, Trevor, who was a very fit marathon runner, popped out for a jog. We were away in Dorset and he just had a totally out of the blue, had a heart attack and he went to glory that went day. Went to glory, yeah. Promoted mm. to glory that day. Mm. Goodness, three years ago. Um, but I mean, th that was like uh, an earthquake. It, it was just, we just didn't see it coming at all. So it was an enormous shock for me. And, and for our three sons. Of course. And for our church. Yes. Yeah. So how did you cope with that? Um, you know, did you question God? Did you shake your fist at God? I think, I think there have been moments of questioning. And um, I, I think, you know, as I look back along the way, definitely there have been some of those moments, but I don't think I ever sort of felt it was terribly unfair. Maybe, um, maybe just having spent time 
in some of the tough bits of Africa. We'd done yes. some stuff in the slums in Kampala. I kind of knew that this world's broken. Yeah. It is. And the first book that I'd written had been a bit of some of working through some of that wrestling and discovering that we have a God who wants to bless us in the middle of this world. So I think that that, it actually helped me that I, I wasn't kind of terribly surprised in, a, in that kind of way that something tough had happened. Yeah. But of course that doesn't take away the pain, the pain of it. Yeah, we live in this world, don't we, of miracle and mystery. Mm. And, and sometimes certain things don't quite make sense. Uh, how have you found that you can trust God? Mm. Not that long after Trevor died, my oldest son, Johnny, said to me, Mum, I feel as though the rock that we have been on has crumbled. And my husband, Trevor, was a, a real rock of a yeah. person. You know, he just was a, a kind of wonderfully supportive. Yeah, stable. Great, great man. Yeah. And, and then Johnny said, but I feel as though we have landed on a bigger rock. And yeah. the picture he had is, uh, if, I don't know if any of you have seen it, I've never been lucky enough to go, but of Ayers Rock yes. in Australia that's so big. And you just couldn't, you know, we'd landed on the middle of it and we could not fall off and that God had got us. Yes. And, and so I think that actually was a, a deeply comforting image for me that, you know, yes, we'd, we'd lost Trevor, but we hadn't lost the love yes. and the mercy of God. Yeah. So you'd say that you're very aware of his presence and his peace? I would say not all the time uh, in those early days, being honest. I think for those, perhaps anybody who's watching this, when you're in the real midst of grief, I think it's quite hard to feel anything else yes. but the grief. Um, but I think as I, I look back, I can really see sometimes really very tangible ways God came and he comforted us. Yes. We, again, it wasn't sort of so long after Trevor died. I was going um, for my son's, my middle son's graduation. And, you know, it was a bit bittersweet for both of us because we would have really sure. loved Trevor to be there. And we went for a celebratory walk on the South Downs, which my son Connor really loves. He yes. loves those downs and he reckons they're as beautiful as anywhere in the world. So we'd had a lot of hype about these South Downs and the amazing views. And we went up onto these South Downs and as we climbed towards them, just the clouds thickened yes. and got thicker and thicker. And we eventually got to the car park and drove with our fog lights on into the car park. Couldn't even see the sign for the car park. And we were apparently at this most beautiful oh. viewpoint, but all you could see was this fog. And, and I had this moment of going, okay, I, you know, Connor could have been lying to me. There could be a brick wall behind this, but actually I've seen the pictures and I do know that the view's there. So that was another way actually yeah. it was on that walk. God Absolutely. spoke to me that there's these times of fog where I think it is really hard sometimes to see him, sure. but he's there. He's there. And, and there's a, a verse where um, we're told Jesus saw a widow 
whose only son had died. Yes. And there's this just really beautiful phrase where it says, Jesus saw her and his heart That's went right. out to her. Yeah. And, and I, that just kept coming out to me that, that Jesus sees me. He sees us in our places of most brokenness and sure. his heart goes out to us. Absolutely. There so. are some plants that produce a beautiful fragrance, uh, but they only produce a beautiful fragrance when they're crushed. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the aroma of Christ definitely permeates from you. And um, you're a very gifted uh, writer and you've written some amazing things. And um, I, I, I receive your articles by email and they're always hugely inspiring. And you've written this book, The Promise of Blessing. Tell us about that book, Kate. Um, so this was written actually before yeah. Trevor died and it came out of a, a mixture of things. I had, um, I think I'd been asked to do a series of talks and felt very drawn to the blessing in number six that yes. so many people have um, loved over this last few months. Um, and it's been turned into the, the blessing song, which some people may yes. have heard. And it, it's the most beautiful blessing. It's the only blessing in the Old Testament given by God himself. And when I began to sort of dig into it, I I began to get, and I would say, honestly, J. John, I still yeah. feel I'm only just getting it a glimpse of how much God wants to bless us. And so the book grew out of this sort of a beginning to see the heart of God to bless his people in, again, in the midst of the suffering and the struggle. So the blessing was given to God's people in the wilderness. Yes. They just all really messed up. So again, I absolutely identify with that. And he spoke over them, his heart, which was to bless them, to keep them, to make his face shine upon them, to be gracious to them and to give them his peace. And. I guess when I wrote that, I, did, I had no idea what was going to be round no. the corner for us. But I kind of feel maybe God was preparing us as well in all okay. of that. So you wrote this before your dear husband mm-hmm. um, was promoted to glory. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you still believe that God is blessing mm-hmm. you and blesses us. All, all, all the more. All, all the, the more. more. And I, I think... One of the challenges for us as a church, and I, I've said this before, is that I think we, we don't really believe it when Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. And actually, he really says to us, we will hit trouble. That's right. And we have this low expectation of trouble. But of course, he goes on, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. And so we need to kind of have a higher expectation of trouble, but an even higher expectation of the blessing of God. And I think often we have quite a low expectation of trouble and probably quite a low expectation of blessing. And God's saying, you know, yes, there are going to be troubles hit you. And I'm sure some of the people who are watching this will be in trouble or people they know will be in trouble. But God's wanting to say, but my blessing's bigger and I can turn these things to good in ways that you could never have imagined. Yeah, like, like Romans eight twenty eight, mm. 
you know, God can work all things for good. And it doesn't say they're all good, but he can work them for yeah. good. Yeah. And, and they're definitely, some of them are really bad and I don't yeah. think he ever intended them. Yes. Mm. So do you, do you yourself pray the blessing over you and your family? How, how do you maximise and use those particular scriptures for yourself? So a, a bit like perhaps I do with the Lord's Prayer, yes. I love breaking it up yes. and, and meditating on just a phrase of it. So that's, what, that's really what I do in the book is take it, I sort of take it apart and it's literally phrase by phrase. You know, what does it mean that we would have a God who wants to make his face shine on us? And that speaks all about his favour towards us. And so that's a, you know, that's just a lovely prayer to pray over those you love and those you know that they would, they would discover that God's smiling on them, that He loves them. Yeah. Can you just, can you uh, pray the words of the blessing? Mm, I would love to pray the words of the blessing, and pray over everybody listening that, you know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May you know his utter delight over you today. May the Lord be gracious to you. May you begin to know in the core of your being the depths and the greatness of the mercy of God to you today, that his grace is sufficient for you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you his wonderful face that transforms our lives. May you know that God is not far away from you and may the Lord give you his peace. And the next verse in, in Numbers says, and so this is how the Lord writes his name and his character across our lives. So that's my prayer for you, that Jesus might write his name across your life, that you might become like Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I certainly re receive that, Kate. What a beautiful blessing uh, mm. that you've prayed over us. And yeah, may we believe it and speak it into being. Now, you continue to write. You've just written a new book. I have. Tell us about the new book. So literally, I have done the final proofs this week. So it is very exciting. It is really new and hot off the press. Um, and it's called Living for Eternity, Knowing the God of Forever. Go on. Um, so you must have been thinking about that for a while then. So again, amazingly, I had started writing about being somebody, what it looks like for us to be those who are eternally minded and living for eternity. Just before Trevor died, yes. I, I had the contract for the book and I put it down for a while just as we began to take stock and grieve. Um, but I have come back to it because I really feel that this is more important than ever, yes. both for those who are facing loss, but also for us in our very kind of driven consumer culture. What does it look like to yes. be those who don't just live for the short term? And, and how? How do we do it? Because I think for most of us, you know, imagining heaven's quite hard. You, you kind of think of, I don't know, chubby cherubs and angels on clouds. And the heart of this book is really that eternal life 
is Knowing God. And I love it that you've written a book called Knowing God, yes. Joe John. Yes. But it, Jesus said that eternal life is knowing him. And so the book really is a book about how do we know the eternal God? And that's our bridge to eternity. Yes. It's nothing less than yeah. that. So, Kate, how do we know the eternal God? Well, for starters, it's through Jesus. Yes. Uh, and the, the joy of the book for me is how much is my sort of discovery of how much God wants to make himself known to us. And that absolutely goes alongside how much he wants to bless us. And how much does he want to make himself known to us? He comes to us in Jesus so that we could know him. He comes in Jesus to the cross and he smashes apart all the barriers, all the stuff that's in the way. And then he comes to us by his Holy Spirit so that we could know he's risen and he's with us. That's the short answer. You that's might the have short to answer. read the book no, for the longer that's the short answer. answer. Okay, so uh, eternity, Kate, what, what, what do you think that means? So part of the reason for writing this book is because it is so hard to get your head around eternity. Yes. And I am not trying to claim that I have got my head around eternity because there are many great philosophers who I'm sure have done a much better job at that than me. But I think for us who know God, we have a gift of how we can approach this whole subject of eternity because it's not just a kind of strange concept. We're invited to know a person. And Jesus said, eternal life is knowing God. So how do I connect with eternity? I take the hand of the eternal God. And, and so the second half of the book is meditations really on his eternal character. It's discovering that God is the eternal father, which means that before the creation of the world, he wanted to be your father. He chose you before the creation of the world. He wants to be your father today and he's going to be. And this just blows me, blows my mind, really. He wants to be my father forever. He's not just my shepherd for a moment. He's my shepherd today, but he's going to be leading me beside streams of living water for all eternity. And I think when we begin to approach the subject of eternity in this way, that it's about knowing the one who is eternal, then, then actually what's ahead becomes much less frightening and so much more exciting. Sure. So, so do you think we should focus more on uh, knowing God rather than the details? Because it's like sometimes uh, I'm thinking, well, how are all these people going to sit by the stream with God? Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. And we look at those pictures of heaven and it yes. is good to look at them. But it's quite hard to know what's literal, what's sure. metaphorical. You know, are these streets literally made of gold? How, how can a leopard lie down with a or a wolf lie down with a lamb yes. and still be a carnivore. So you've, yes. you've got lots of, of questions. And I think those wonderful verses in Revelation are just giving us a little glimpse of how 
wonderful it's going to be or Jesus in John is saying I'm going to prepare Absolutely. a place for you and it's going to be wonderful but the the real heart of the excitement for me is that that it's ultimately about the infinite journey of knowing God yes. and that's just never going to be boring you know he's the creator of all the very best things that you can think about and that's yeah. where we're heading Absolutely. I, I preached at one funeral, uh, Kate, and um, I, the main message of my sermon was, um, if you want to go to heaven, you've got to go via King's Cross. Yeah, wonderful. Because yeah. there's, there's no other route yeah. but Absolutely. the cross of the King. Mm. And, and really, it's Jesus' death and resurrection. And when you've encountered that, you experience a, a little bit of it, don't you? Absolutely. And I think beginning to know Jesus, you, you get a glimpse Absolutely. of what's ahead. And, and in the midst of, you know, the, the struggles that we've had and, and, you know, you don't bypass grief. But as, it, as Paul so wonderfully puts it, we discover that we are not like those who grieve without hope. Yes. And we have this hope of the one who will wipe all tears away. Yes. So, without being insensitive, yeah. where do you think Trevor is now? I, I am absolutely convinced Trevor is with the Lord. He's with the Lord now? Yeah, absolutely. I think he ran into glory. Straight away? Mm, yeah. And what that, what that looks like in terms of timings, I honestly don't know yes so so you know there are parts of the new testament that speak about us falling asleep and yeah. there are those nights aren't there jay john yeah, where you are. fall asleep your head hits the pillow yes and it you wake up and it's the next moment for That's you right. and for everybody else they're like why is she lying in bed so long yeah now i don't know if that's how it's going to be for trevor whether it's going to be like for him it's straight away maybe maybe there's a a, a moment of falling asleep but I, I believe for him there there is that experience that Jesus said to the thief on the cross today, today you will be with, with me, me in paradise yeah absolutely and so when you get there you're going to recognize Trevor yes I think we might all look a, a, a little bit different yes. I'm, I'm quite happy about that now that this body's getting a little sure. bit older you know, Jesus obviously looked a bit different, didn't he? Absolutely. The disciples didn't instantly recognise recognize him. him. I think I mean, it's quite cool he could walk through walls. That's quite exciting. Quite fancy that. Um, you know, clearly he had no problem on walking on water before, but... Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the new bodies... There's, there's this picture, isn't it, which I, again, I just love this picture of the, the bulb, you know, the seed in the ground, that our new bodies are going to be like the difference between a seed and the flower, and you look at a, a tulip, you'd never imagine, you know, that bright colour came out of that kind of woody grey bulb. And so there's some likeness between our resurrection bodies and what yeah. we've got now, what it's gonna look like, exciting to find out. I know. So others that might have certain questions that, you know, maybe they had a spouse um, who didn't follow the Lord here on earth and has passed away but the other spouse does follow the Lord and there's a well have they gone to a different eternity 
I, I really don't want to be quick and glib on this because I'm aware I think this can be a source of great pain and upset for people and I think ultimately we never know what people's dying prayers are, do we? We, 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 don't, don't. we don't know. We know that that thief hanging on the cross Absolutely. beside Jesus. we don't know. I know that God is so merciful. He doesn't want anyone to perish. People just turn their hearts to him. He comes running. Yeah. But Jesus is really clear. Turn, repent, yeah. turn to me. Yeah. And, and it, you know, ultimately God's calling us to make a choice yes. for him. Yes. Uh, and he gave everything to make that possible. Absolutely. He gave everything to open the doors of heaven. And anyone who turns to him is so welcome. So yeah. this is this is so clear. And and if there are those listening who are grieving a spouse that has died or somebody who's died, I think the comfort is that we know the comforter. And yes. when we turn our hearts to him, he, he will throw his arms around us. Yes. That's he what will. he wants to do. One of my favourite quotes, Kate, is um, from Saint Isaac of Syria mm. and he said I would rather be judged by God than my own mother because God will be more generous yes <laughs> well I think that's a wonderful quote because God's mm. like beckoning us yeah longing for come us. to me now mm. and yeah. remain with me for eternity where there is great joy exceedingly great joy and I think the other thing is it's also a reminder isn't it that our life here on earth is a blip mm. on the eternal screen yeah and I think the you know in the writing of this book I've just felt that more and more it's quick I mean yeah. in in the west we get a bit longer yeah absolutely and and perhaps we we get used to that I think Covid has has shaken us yes and given us an awareness that our lives are not so stable yeah. And and this is a calling for us to put our lives back on that rock. Yeah, definitely, I I receive your blogs and which I really enjoy. Oh, I receive you. them by email. Always inspiring. If people want to know more about your ministry and how to receive these blogs, and uh, where do they go to? So um, they can go to www.giftofblessingtrust.org and you can sign up there to get my blogs. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Again, it's Gift of Blessing Trust, so linked up with the books and, and I do various bits of speaking in different places related to that. Well, yeah. Kate, you are indeed a gift of blessing. Thank you for joining us on Facing the Canon. Thank you. Well, how inspiring was that? Um, I hugely encouraged. Kate's story uh, has given me a faith lift, and I'm sure it has you too. Um, that uh, you know, despite uh, sudden adversity, uh, she's remained a woman of faith and has remained faithful and. Uh, I was inspired by her prayer of blessing and I hope you were too. And uh, how good to think about eternity and to live our lives in the light of eternity. So please go to Kate's website and, and uh, link in to her ministry and uh, receive those blogs to inspire you 
in your journey of faith. Thank you for joining us on Facing the Canon. You've been listening to the J. John Podcast. To find out more about J. John's ministry, visit www.canonjjohn.com and follow him on social media. Heroes of the Faith is a new podcast by J. John and his wife, Killy. Sign up today to hear the incredible stories of some of J. John's heroes of the Christian faith and the lessons we can learn from their lives. Hear about Harriet Tubman, who after escaping from a life of slavery in the USA, went on to rescue over 300 other slaves. John Bunyan, whose book, The Pilgrim's Progress, has sold more copies than any other book other than the Bible and inspired millions of people around the world. George Muller, who helped tens of thousands of children whilst leaving a lasting legacy of trust in God's provision. Ever wondered who saved more lives than anyone else on earth? Listen to the story of Edward Jenner, the Christian doctor who discovered vaccination. With a new story to be told each week, sign up now to hear J. John's Heroes of the Faith.